is our final week on the theme of foundations. So we've been, we've had a, quite a few number of weeks since September. We started looking at foundations. What's foundational to our faith? What's foundational to us as a community walking and living together? And what does that mean to us? How do we live that out? We, we first of all started with Jesus Christ is our cornerstone. Jesus is the center of everything that we are, everything that we do, everything that we believe that God has got for us. Jesus is the center. He is the cornerstone and salvation is found in him. We looked at love being our solid foundation on which we build our life on, God's love being a solid foundation, that being loved by God is the most important thing about us. We looked at obedience in Jesus being the Lord of our lives. We also had some teaching on apostles and prophets of, of how apostles and prophets, they teach and equip us and, and help us to be those to be missional in this world, that they send, that we are sent, that we are sent into this world to proclaim and demonstrate the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the kingdom of God. We looked at our identity. As children, loved, holy, precious, and we've looked at living our life in the spirit. And I think there's been much more than that. And it's all been great. And it's all been all kinds of things for us to be able to, to chew on, to, to think about, and to allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts and lives. And, and I want to finish this foundational series. And even though it's kind of like um, a word for today, it's kind of like an ongoing thing, really. Because, I mean, I suppose it's because it is foundational. And that is loving others. So we talk about King's Church being a church that makes Jesus famous. And the way we make Jesus famous is being, by being loved, loved by God. Lovers of God in our worship, times of prayer and, and all of that, and by the way we love others, loved lovers, loving others. So this is one of the ways we make Jesus famous, but it is also the second of the greatest command of loving God. God says, my command is to love God with all your heart and with all your mind. And it says that in Matthew 22, Jesus was saying that. It says, this is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I remember a long time ago, so when something changed in me, it was like, it was like this, this moment of like, I was actually literally walking down the street. I actually remember the street that I was walking down. I remember the encounter with God that I had as I was walking down this street. Something significant happened. You know, God works in our lives constantly. And sometimes we can look back on our lives and we can see how God has changed us. And it can quite often be a gradual thing. And we can see how that is a gradual thing. But I remember this one specific moment. Something opened. It was as if like a veil had been taken away from my eyes and something had changed. I was walking down the street and I was praying and I encountered God in such a way that as I was seeing different people around me, I felt this sense of compassionate love towards them. 
Something had changed in me. Now, I knew I had to love people and be kind and, and all the rest of it. And I was, I think I was, pretty nice person, really, you know, being nice and all the rest of it. But there was something that actually changed. I actually, when I looked at people, I felt like what Jesus was feeling about them. I felt Jesus' love for them. And it changed the way I saw people. It changed the way I looked at people. And instead of looking at people suspicious or, or cautious or, or maybe even indifferent, not even, you know, when you walk down the street and it's like just people, you don't think, you don't, it's not like this indifference. Um, instead of that, I was walking down the street and there was this compassionate love for people around me. And it stirred something in me and it changed something in me. And it, it was from that moment on, and you, you know, and you know, you can ask Richard or anyone in my family, they actually find it really cringy. But like, I look for moments to speak to people. So I'm looking, I'm constantly thinking, okay, Lord, who is it that, like, you want me to talk to? And, you know, and sometimes I don't talk to anybody, there's nobody. But I do try and, like, look at people the way I feel that God wants me to look at them, to, with love and compassion. I say to God, God, give me love and compassion for those around me. And so sometimes when, like, I'm looking for opportunities, sometimes like an eye contact or a moment where we can start talking and I'll start having a conversation with people. And sometimes those conversations do actually go deeper. Not very often, I must add. You know, I'm not like this person who can speak to everybody and tell them about Jesus and then there's a revival on the streets. That does not happen with me. But sometimes I'm talking to people and we get a moment where I say, can I pray for you? I've seen people healed on the streets and in supermarkets. And I've talked to people and I've got to a point even probably, I probably can say like maybe a couple of times where I've talked to people and they've said they want to know Jesus for themselves and I've prayed with them and have come to know Jesus. And I think that is because it's come from a place of, God, I want to love others the way you want me to love others. I want to see people the way you see people. And you know what? I think there is something really powerful and effective in us that when we live like that, when we walk like that. Um, I was brought up in church and I was brought up um, in a church environment where we would go and do evangelistic outreach. We'd go into the town centre. I don't know if anyone else had this. It was an era of like people doing drama sketches. Do you I hear some laughing? You remember that? Drama sketches in town where you do these random sketches. <laughs> we call <them> sketches. <laughs> we do a sketch. And um, basically, it was to draw a crowd in. You do these sketches, and it was all about, about God and how God loves us and all the rest of it. And it would draw a crowd. And then someone would come out with a big board and start painting on it with like, doing some clever things artistic thing on this board to, to talk about the, about the gospel and who God was. And, and, and I was a young girl, you know, I was probably about, I probably did that when I was probably about 12, 13, 14 or something like that. And I was so embarrassed 
Oh, I hated it so much, but I felt I had to do it. It was like a duty. I had to go and be there on the streets and like be part of the sketches. Or, and it was just so horrible. And I'd be like, God, please don't let me see any of my friends. Please, God, I would hate that so much. If anyone that I knew saw me, I would literally die. And I think it was by the grace of God I never saw anybody that I knew. Honestly, I think I really would literally have died if I saw anybody I knew. And, and it was really, really difficult. And I would, I would be praying. I would say, God, give me boldness because I want to preach the gospel. I want to tell people about you because I was passionate about the gospel. I was passionate about people coming to know Jesus. But I hated doing outreaches. I hated going and knocking on doors and, knocking on doors and saying, hi, I'm a Christian. Do you want to know about Jesus? I hated doing those things. It wasn't something that I felt was like came naturally to me. And I did it out of a sense of duty. And I believe that that day that I was talking about, that moment when I encountered God, something in my heart changed. And my heart opened towards people in a way that it never opened before. Because before, when I was witnessing and telling people about Jesus, it was coming from a sense of duty. It was coming from a sense of, I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to love people, I'm supposed to be kind, I'm supposed to do nice things. And so, yes, I'm a, and I want to do that because I love God. But something changed when I looked at people and I actually felt love for them. Because it was that that made me feel like, I want them to know about Jesus. I want them to experience this love that I'm experiencing. I want them to know that God loves them. That they are worthy, that they are accepted, that Christ Jesus wants them to be part of their family. They don't need to be alone. They don't need to be afraid. And so this was something that was kind of like welling up in me and it was like, I saw things differently. Now, I'm not saying I want to go and do a sketch in the centre of Manchester. Absolutely no way. But what I do, what I am saying is that God wants to use me in the way he wants to use me. God wants to use you in the way God wants to use you to love people, to reveal God to them. God has got his hand on you, and he wants to use you. You know, um, Lucundo brought this, read this Bible verse from Romans about being a sacrifice of praise. Now our lives being a sacrifice of worship, the way we give our lives and, and that holiness and living our life right before God is part of that sacrifice of worship. You know, I don't believe that we need to pray for Holy Spirit boldness to be a witness for God, you know, in, in the sense of like telling people about Jesus. I really believe that when we encounter God in such a way that we look at people, look at people in the world, people in our workplaces, schools, colleges, universities, when we look at them and we, ex- we feel this love and compassion that God has got for them, I don't think we need to pray, God, give me boldness to speak to them, because I think it becomes an overflow of our hearts. But what I do think we need Holy Spirit boldness on, and this is another part of our witness to people about like, who God is and how much we love God, what I do believe we need courage for is to live our lives the way Christ wants us to live it, to live holy, righteous 
life. We so need courage to say no to unrighteousness. We need courage to say no to sexual sin. We need courage to say no to taking part in gossiping and stepping out for justice and for the marginalised. We need courage to be kind to the mean person who everyone hates or makes fun of. And we, need, we so need the Holy Spirit to give us boldness to be okay about being different. Because sharing the gospel is so much more than the things that we can say. And loving others is so much more than doing nice things. Being a good Christian is so much more than that. It's the way we live our life. It's living holy life. It's representing God in the things that we do and the way we, we display God in how we live. I think when we see people the way God sees them, loving people the way God wants us to love people, then sharing the gospel will come much easier. You see, it says, and we're going to read that in a moment in 1 John 4, it says that um, there is no fear when it comes to love because perfect love drives away fear. For, so it's for us to be those who love others and talk to people about our faith and relationship with God, it's got to come from a place of loving them because then we won't be afraid to talk about our faith. We won't be afraid to express the love of God to them because it will be coming from an overflow of, do you know what? I genuinely love the person in front of me. I genuinely have this compassionate love for them and it's not out of because God told me I need to love people but it's actually you know God's doing a work in my heart so that I love these people and this is what we need to be asking the Holy Spirit for for that genuine feeling of compassion and love towards other people in Galatians 5 verse 14 it says for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command love your neighbor as yourself Now I want to encourage you today that what should drive you to be a witness for Christ today is not a sense of duty. Not because I'm up here saying to you, come on church, we need to be those that are loving people. You need to do your bit. You need to be a good Christian. You need to obey what it says in the Bible. I don't want you to, to do that because of any of that. What should drive you to be a witness for Christ is your love and compassion for people. And that is only going to come by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not going to come naturally. We can't just make ourselves love people. We need to go to God and say, God, help me to love the people that you created, the people that you have got a plan and purpose for. Help me to love those people that you gave your life up for because you love them passionately. Help me to love them like you love them. I wonder if there's anyone amongst us who feels guilty that um, 
you don't talk about Jesus enough to maybe to your friends or colleagues or neighbours or family. Maybe you do do it out of sense of duty and you don't really enjoy it or you don't really want to do it. Or it's worse when there's actually no fruit. It makes you not want to do it because you've done it and it was a bit awkward and weird and it felt strange and, and actually nothing really came of it anyway, so why bother? So, and then you do it again because you feel like, oh, no, I need to keep doing it and it's just really difficult. Do you know, instead of beating yourself up, Ask the Holy Spirit to change your heart towards people so that it's in such a way that you feel that genuine love and compassion towards them. So rather than trying to build up courage to talk to people about your faith or invite them to something in the hope that that they'll come along and they get to hear the gospel, pray that you will see them the way God sees them. Pray that you will love them the way that God loves them. Pray for the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and an opportunity to be loving and kind towards them in a way that they experience Christ Jesus. Then maybe out of an overflow of your loving them, an opportunity comes your way and you find that you're inviting them or telling them about your faith or praying for them without any effort at all. Isn't that beautiful? Wouldn't you just love for that to happen? That it's just something that's just an overflow of what God is doing in you, that you are able to share and witness what God is doing in me. It's so wonderful and beautiful. And you can have that too. Loving others can be adventurous, exciting, a real blessing. doesn't have to be some scary thing that's difficult. That's the kind of loving others that I want. Colossians 3.12 says this. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience you are God's chosen people you are dearly loved you are called to be holy and he will change your hearts to love others in the way he loves you if you let him if you ask him to if you invite the Holy Spirit to do that We are to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And this is because we are agents of the kingdom of God, ministers of reconciliation. This is our uniform. Now, if you saw doctors, nurses, police, you wouldn't be be asking them, would you, like, what's your job? You'd know exactly what their job is by looking at their uniform. Our uniform is... Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We are to proclaim and demonstrate the love of God to the world in which we live by clothing ourselves with compassion, with kindness, with goodness, with humility, gentleness, and patience. We can try our hardest to do this from a sense of duty and obedience. Or we can go and do this from a place of 
being loved by God. If you find that it's too hard to share your faith or to have opportunities, because opportunities never naturally come, spend time talking to the Holy Spirit and asking the Holy Spirit to do his work. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you afresh, to let you see people around you the way he sees them. This will revolutionize your ability to be a mission partner with God and build in the kingdom of God wherever you go. You know, you will see opportunities. If you say that prayer, it's a dangerous prayer. Really is a dangerous prayer. Because your life will be so adventurous afterwards. So wonderful and amazing as you encounter people and as you love people the way God loves them. It is a dangerous prayer, but it will revolutionize how you go out into the world. It will revolutionize how you are with people, how you experience people, how people will experience you. You know, people know if you genuinely love them or not. People know if you're just being nice or if you actually love them. What would it look like for you to see the person in front of you, the way Jesus sees them. For you to be clothed continually with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience whenever you are with people. This is a challenge. This is a real challenge. I am challenged. I'm challenged. But this is my prayer. I will continually find that for my life. I want to read a passage in 1 John, and it's quite a few verses, so if you want to turn to it, it will be on here as well. 1 John 4, verse 7 to 21, says this. <clears throat> Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not know God... Sorry, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, 
but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. When we know God for our, God's love for ourselves... This passage seems to be suggesting that something does happen in us. Something is happening in us. If we know God's love, then God is at work in us. God's love is in us. His love is being revealed through us. Love comes from God. So we can only love others in the way that we are if God's love is being outworked through us. The outworking of God's love in our life produces fruit in our lives. And the fruit of God's love in our lives is us loving others. His love is made complete in you when you love God and you allow his love to work through you to, the, to others in the world. That's God's love made complete. Have you ever thought that you loving others and the power of the Holy Spirit is spiritual warfare, driving out fear? That's the power of love. Love is just so powerful. It drives out fear. It's a weapon that God has given us against the work of the devil. Receiving and knowing God's love is foundational to our living powerfully and effectively, to love powerfully and effectively. In um, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11 to 21, it says that Christ's love compels us to live for Christ because we are convinced that he died not just for us, but he died for everyone and it's that love that compels us to live for Christ Jesus. His love in us can't help but flow out. And that's what that passage was saying. It's like, if you don't love, then how can God be in you? Because God's love can't help but flow out. Because that's how it's made complete. So if you're struggling, if you're finding it difficult, if you're thinking, I find it really hard, God, to love, and I know that you love me, I know you love me, but let me experience it in such a way, God, that it's made complete in me and through me as I love those around me. As God's dealing love children, we are compelled to be ministers of reconciliation motivated by love to reconcile others into a relationship with the Father. And we do that by our loving them with a powerful, transforming love that comes from the Father. Receive his love. Remain in his love. And let his love flow, flow through you.
I also want to say how powerful love is. I mentioned earlier about how it is a weapon of our warfare to love. You know, the work that God does in our world and in our lives drives out demons, drives out fear. This world is so full of fear. And we see that through jealousy and arguments, fear of not having, not being good enough, fear of lack. Fear stops us from being our true selves. Fear of not being good enough or not doing the right things. Maybe we feel, fear sometimes makes us feel like heap and heaping guilt and shame upon us. Fear is to do with punishment, makes us feel rubbish, worthless. But perfect love shows us that we are accepted, that we are precious, that we are holy, good enough. Gives us confidence to be who we are, makes us righteous, gives us peace and joy. His perfect love in our lives means we don't have to hate other people. We don't have to be jealous or angry towards people. But we can accept, we can love, and we can forgive. Thank you, God. You know, one of the ways that we can show people God's love is in a powerful and effective way is by using the gifts and talents that God has given you. You know, you are so wonderful and unique. And you have gifts and talents that are unique to you. Maybe you are good at fixing things, planning things, making things. Maybe you have spiritual wisdom and insight and you hear God prophetically. Maybe you have the gift of hospitality or generosity. Ask the Lord, how can you love others using those gifts that God has put in you? How can you powerfully and effectively, by the power of the Holy Spirit working in you, using the gifts that he has put in you, show love towards other people? Ask the Lord for spiritual gifts so you can really love people. Let your motivation for God to bless you be so that you can be a blessing to other people. That you want to be blessed so that you can love people powerfully and effective. Ask God for spiritual gifts so that you can express God in such a way that when people see you and spend time with you, they're experiencing Christ who is in you. Maybe sometimes you can feel like you're too broken or um, it's too difficult to love people. Maybe you feel you haven't got anything that you can give anyway. Maybe you feel depleted, too tired, poorly, struggling in some way. You have nothing to give. Maybe you feel that you're too young or invisible. There is this beautiful story in the gospel about a boy um, with um, um, five loaves and two fishes. And the story starts with Jesus having gone and healed 
a load of people. And, and the word gets out, and so a multitude of people, about 5,000 people, come to find Jesus, and they're coming towards Jesus. And Jesus wants to feed the 5,000. And all that they have seems to be insignificant compared to the 5,000 people in front of them. All they had was this young boy who had five loaves and two fishes. But Jesus took what seemed insignificant. He blessed this gift of five loaves and two fishes. And he did a miracle with it. And he fed 5,000 people. Everyone had enough. And so that nothing was wasted, Jesus said, collect everything that's left over. And they collected 12 basketfuls of bread that was left over after everybody had everything that they needed. Do you know that I love that God blesses our gifts? He gives it away. Does a miracle with all that he's put within us that nothing goes to waste. You can feel like you're giving so much of yourself and see nothing back. But knowing God blesses your gift and gives it away, nothing is wasted and it does become fruitful. Jesus blesses you. You are his blessed, dearly loved children. And he gives you a way so that you can powerfully and effectively love others. Meet the needs of others. I just want to end by just saying this verse again that I read earlier in Galatians 5 verse 14. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. Everything is fulfilled in loving our neighbor as ourselves. You know, sometimes we think we're not good enough. Sometimes we think like, well, who are we? Do you know the law of God, everything that God has, wants us to do is fulfilled through our loving others. Isn't that amazing? And we can all do that. No one is counted out from that. There's no one that's not good enough to do that. There's no one that's not got gifts and talents that's not able to do that. We can all do that. Ask the Lord to help you to love and see people the way he sees them. Don't give up on loving others, even when it's hard. Pray for people. Ask for prayer from one another, from people in your connect, to help you to love people. Share testimonies of how loving one another, how loving people that, that, you're, that you're working with or in your street. Share testimonies of, of how things happen and how it works out. Ask the Lord to work in your heart so that you love others in such a powerful and effective way that they do experience Christ in you. Can I just pray for, you, for us all? So if you don't mind, if you're able, can you stand up? Father God, I just want to thank you for 
for this church family. I thank you, God, that when you look at us, you see your children who are dearly loved. I thank you, Lord God, that each person in this room is unique and precious in your eyes, that you have given gifts and talents to. Lord God, I just pray that you will bring to mind, Lord God, the things that you have given them, Lord God, that they're good at, that they're particularly, that's, that's about them, Lord God, that you've made them in that way, Lord God. Lord God, I pray that they will see, Lord God, that you want to bless them in that, that you want to make them fruitful as they express your love to people around them. Lord God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, work in our hearts and lives. Take the veil off of our eyes if we don't see people the way you see them. Help us to do that, God. Lord God, we want to be powerful and effective in being your um, witness, in living holy lives. But we especially, Lord God, want to show you and reveal you by loving other people. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus.